Welcome, everyone, to another work week, which means it's the Monday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and we'll start with the big jobs report that came out on Friday. I know they are always anticipated. Everyone's very eagerly anticipating the release of the jobs report, but this month may even more so just because of what happened with the ADP report earlier last week. What was the report going to say? Was it going to be a complete flop like we saw? What was that back in May? The answer, no. It was actually a pretty good report. And in fact, the estimates were somewhat higher than we had seen, and they still beat that. So all in all, not a bad report. The Friday report showed that in the month of July, 943,000 jobs were created, which, like I said, beat the forecast of 870,000. However, the more impressive beat was actually the unemployment rate, which they expected to fall to 5.7. It actually fell to 5.4. So almost a million jobs created and the unemployment rate falling to 5.4%. Like I said, pretty good report. Uh, Not surprisingly, leisure and hospitality continue to lead all sectors. 380,000 jobs created in that industry with two thirds of those jobs being in food service and drinking places, a.k.a. bars. (laughs) I guess that's what that is. Uh, Despite recent growth, employment in leisure and hospitality, though, is down 1.7 million jobs from February 2020. So they're creating a lot of jobs but they still got a good way to go. Uh, Other sectors that had a big month include local government education up 221,000, professional and business services up 60,000, and transportation and warehousing added about 50,000. Now, the good news didn't stop there. Didn't just, wasn't just job gains. Wage growth continuing to show promise. The average hourly earning was up 4% year over year to $30.00 and 54 cents and the average weekly earning was actually up 4.5 percent to one thousand sixty two dollars and 79 cents the only bad thing that really anyone could find was the labor participation number the rate has pretty much remained within a narrow range of 61.4 and 61.7 percent since june 2020 The current rate, which is 61.7, is 1.6 percentage points lower than where we were in February of 2020. So good report, but we still have a ways to go. But it was a good report, and that was pretty much the consensus from what I saw. Neil Irwin uh, from The Times said, great numbers, healthy beat on payrolls, employment to population ratio up 0.4%. America's getting back to work. Now, it's important to remember that, of course, with economics, everything is always a balance. And we noted on Wednesday when the ADP report numbers came out that some people said, well, I guess if the jobs aren't coming back, we're not going to see the Fed make any movement with regards to monetary policy. Well, as Cullen Roche noted on Twitter, quote, unemployment rate is the key for rate hikes. The faster we drop towards 4%, the faster the Fed will start communicating policy changes. So it's great that we have a good report, but as these jobs reports continue to be close to a million, eventually that's going to lead to the Fed to say, okay, we're going to we're going to start maybe changing our policy, which the markets 
of course, will react to, and many will look at that as a negative reaction. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So despite these somewhat optimistic projections, as we know, there was a lot of uncertainty around this monthly report, thanks to what happened on Wednesday. And because of that, CNBC reported that projections were, were anywhere from 350,000 to 1.2 million. So it's pretty impressive that we actually met that higher number. So it was an undeniably great report, and it was something good to see to go into the weekend. Some positive news going into the weekend, and hopefully everyone had a good weekend. Speaking of good news, let's talk about the other side of that, which of course would be bad news. And I do have some bad news for you. We've talked about this before, but it's important to remember this. And of course, I'm talking about housing inventory. We know housing inventory is an issue. We know there are people out there that want to buy. And while the numbers are getting better, from a historical standpoint, inventory levels are at insane lows. <laughs> and so even though they're better, we're, we're, we're up from the historical low, we're still down on a trend line. And Taylor Borden over at the Business Insider argued that the current housing shortage could take a decade to fix. And there are three main reasons for this that she points out to uh, in the piece saying, one, millennials are at peak home buying age, but boomers are not selling. So the housing cycle is kind of slowing down. It's not stopped, but you need that housing cycle, right? You need the first time home buyers, then they upgrade, then they upgrade to maybe their dream home, then they start downgrading, and that's kind of the way you go. Well, boomers are at the point where they should be downgrading, and a lot of them aren't. And so it's kind of clogging things up a little bit. Uh, one of the other big ones that we've talked about here on the podcast as well, zoning laws are preventing houses from being built. We're seeing this actually happen right here in this state. Charlotte, there is a big debate on what should be happening with zoning laws. Now, as someone who is not a fan of how strict a lot of local governments are with zoning, I would like us to evolve on this issue. That's the 2021 term, right? Evolve. I'd like to see us kind of move forward and realize that, hey, it's okay if we have maybe different zoning laws that will encourage building, which is what we need. And then there are not enough people working in construction. A lot of people left the business during the housing crash. They found other jobs and they're not going back. <laughs> and so that all three of those need to be fixed. And even if you fix one or two, you're really going to need all three. Boomers are going to need to start selling. We're going to do something about zoning. And we need more people working in the industry. Karen Cal from the Urban Institute was talking about this very issue on NPR's Planet Money podcast. And she said, right now, we have more people wanting to live in homes than we have homes. It's going to take decades of building lots and lots of homes. Build, baby, build. 100%. Uh, if you want to read the full piece, of course, I link to it in the companion newsletter, which if you sign up for it, delivered right to your inbox every morning at 6 a.m., right before it, usually between 5.30 and 6. And interestingly enough, so we're talking about inventory levels remaining low, but we are seeing inventory levels rise a little bit. Because of that, housing prices are starting to cool off. For the first time in five months, the median home sales price did not set a new record. This according to Redfin's weekly housing report, the median sales price for the four-week period ending August the 1st 
$362,750. Year over year, big jump up 18%, but week over week, it actually fell 0.2%. Interesting. Pending home sales followed a similar pattern with the pending sales up only 3% year over year, and they were actually down 3% week over week. Now, two other important stats also showing signs of a cooling taking place. Time on market was 16 days, which was 20 days faster than a year ago, but was flat from the prior week. And 54% of homes sold above their list price, which was up from 30% a year earlier. But that measure seems to have plateaued as we have seen similar numbers uh, over the last couple of weeks. So it's, it's funny, though, because... We're still talking about 54% of homes selling over list price. And it's like, oh, that's it. Oh, that's things are really cooling off. So, I mean, cooling is a very subjective term where it's like, yeah, we're not setting records anymore, but it's not like home prices are collapsing and home prices are now selling for under list price. Our, our, our homes are sitting on the market for three months now. No, no, we're not. That's not. We're, we're like barely barely cooling here and so yeah one report does not a trend make but this is not happening in a vacuum we know last month a couple reports from the national association of realtors showed that we're seeing some slowing down and you talk to people in the real estate business that's what they feel too so it certainly feels like things are starting to cool down as summer ends interestingly enough but uh, we'll see i mean like i said you know one report in one month or one week uh, does not a trend make. So we'll keep an eye and see if things are cooling. And if they are, it's barely. It's like just barely cooling off. It's it's uh, considering we have, what, a decade to fix the housing inventory issue. It's, it's, it's going to be a while before the market is actually referred to as a cooled off market. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Monday as best you can. We'll see you back here Tuesday morning. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.